Any college baseball fans out there, if you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you, graduate hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns, and get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires. Like the highly consumer-rated Goodyear Assurance Weather Ready. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, thanks for listening to the Covino and Rich podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Covino and Rich at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. All right, it's a Friday. It feels like a Wednesday, Rich. i got to be honest. I have no idea what day it's been <laughs> at any point this week. When the 4th of July is on a Tuesday, I messed up. But Friday is here. The weekend is here. What's happening today? Yeah, man. I, I completely agree with you. My my internal clock of the weekdays, I can't trust myself. I, I, and plus, the day that I've had today, I won't go into specifics, but it, it, it sort of feels like a weekend already for me because I've just been running around like a madman this morning. But I'm glad to be back in a chair talking to somebody who knows a lot about when Minyama and Britney Spears. Man, the summer of Britney and Victor. It will <laughs> <laughs> always be remembered. Let's get going here. We're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. We don't do this alone, Rich Hornberger. Uh, no, we don't. John Ramos, ladies and gentlemen, is here. Hola, John America. Ramos Hola, America. Here. I am yes. here. <laughs> uh, by the way, John Ramos is the one person who is not impressed by the sphere in Las Vegas. I'm not saying that he's he's saying that it's bad, but John, you're just saying why are we going crazy over this? Well, thing? the funny thing with it, Dan, is I just saw a bunch of tweets and there was a uh, picture of the. Uh, it looks like a gigantic basketball because yes. they're having that NBA.com, and it says, "Wow, this is unreal, or amazing." And I looked at it, I go, "That's kind of scary, actually." <laughs> Like a, you, it looks like the sun, but it's a basketball. And I'm like, wow. Would you I, be freaked out yes. if it looked like Hoth? Oh. <laughs> Can you make it look a little bit like Coruscant, please? It, it is. It's one of those. It's one of those things where. If they're able to do that, where they can turn that building into whatever they want at this point, like what else are we capable of? Exactly. Good like, point, it, Rich. It blows my mind. I, I mean, think about how many things you could hide in place.
plain sight under apparently laser emitting diodes that when coupled together in fashion can camouflage anything. I, I mean, I, how could you trust anything from an airplane anymore? Are we actually living the life we think we are or are we not, Dan Beyer? <laughs> I'm still in shock that John named another planet or land in Star Wars. That again, I have no. What was it? Croissant? No, it's what it's, was the place? <laughs> croissant. croissant. Croissant, which is the heart of the galaxy. Oh, I oh, thought that's course. what you wear at prom, or like look. look. <laughs> <laughs> that's a. That's a. Corsage. Uh, Corsage. Yes. Uh, yeah. be, be, before I get to the rest of the introductions, I do. I do need to ask the listener out there who may have more skills if you could put telly savalas's face and bald head on the sphere um and send a photoshop of it to us we'd really appreciate it because that would be great or just great bald men in the world of sports put it on the sphere i just want to know what it would look like maybe the telly savalas is dated maybe it's a dated reference maybe i should have done better with it stone cold out steve austin <laughs> you go that's even that's better yeah put, put stone cold on it. that's what i want to see uh ryan bershinger is here all yes. right ryan bershinger yeah, welcome thank you thank yeah. you yes they could put adam silver up there for the weekend for NBA con. Just, there you go. <laughs> My God. I think it has to be more narrow, though, right? Because yeah. he's got like a real narrow head. <laughs> Too round. That's a good his point. Fit, his fitted cap is four and a quarter. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's such a small, narrow head. He's like, he's got a head like the diameter of like, you know what it reminds me of? It's like when you buy belts and you go into the, you know, whatever store, right? And you're wrapping certain belts around your waist and then there's one that you wrap around your waist where it only like goes halfway. Like, it goes from like navel to to butt cheek and you're like, who the hell's waist is this small? That's Adam Silver's head. Yes, yeah. Has unfortunately been there, done that. It's yeah. also a time when you try on a belt that's too small where time just slows down because as soon as you're bringing it around the back, you know it's not going to make it, but you still <laughs> go through with the exercise knowing that there's not going to be a connection <laughs> at the other end. Down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It, the struggle this. is real. You know it's – you're like, all right, we're like 60% of this belt and we're not even to the halfway point. Yeah, it's not going to be threaded through the last loop and I'm just going to embarrass myself here, but I'm pot committed. Oh, oh man. Isaac Lohenkron is here as well on this Friday. Hello, Isaac. Maybe he's too busy uh, photoshopping yeah, busy, man. He Adam so, Silver. So, yes. So busy. Uh, by the way, Isaac did Photoshop just for Rich and I, me on Christina Aguilera's uh, album cover after after singing yesterday. So we did, we did have that. All right. Britney Spears and Victor Wembanyama. I kind of feel this is maybe the last day that we talk about it, but I do think that we will look back. There was a summer, I don't know, six or seven years ago where it was like the summer of Ryan Fitzpatrick. We didn't know where Ryan Fitzpatrick was going to play, and he had played well for the Jets, and was he going to go back to the Jets or not, or what was he going to do? But there's nothing else going on at that time. So we just sat there, and we talked about Ryan Fitzpatrick the whole time. It was about to be the summer of Dame, because that's the only thing that we've talked about seemingly for weeks is Damian Lillard. But now it's kind of the summer of Britney Spears, because I think six or seven years from now, we're going to look back on it and be like, remember when Britney Spears tried to go after Victor <laughs> Wembenyama in Las Vegas? And you called it, Rich. You said somebody's got to have video. And it wasn't even security video that ended up 
being the smoking gun, if you will. It was just somebody randomly that was there and saw Britney Spears and saw Victor Wembanyama and decided to record it. And what do you know, uh, the story that we all thought had happened, I shouldn't say we all thought, some of us thought would happen, actually did happen the way that it was, and now no charges being filed. Yeah. Yeah, look, I, I mean, there's ways to approach a star, um, and and I, I don't know if there's a great way if you're not also yourself a star, um, but but you know maybe an autograph signing, maybe a pl- a pre-planned event or or courtside after a game if you happen to be holding something that that a a, a star basketball player could sign for you, maybe something like that. You know, I, a, a a music act. I mean, sometimes they'll they'll do meet and greets. Like that's a great place to. When somebody is walking with several giant men nearby to make sure that nobody gets in their walking path and nobody comes up to them because they seem very determined to get to their destination, it's probably not the time to run up and try to try to tap them on the shoulder for a photo because you might just get thrown. And and I I I know this was probably very embarrassing for Brittany, but. I don't think it's necessarily an excuse to uh, to make as big of a deal about this as she did. I don't want to I don't want to rain on the parade, but she had released that statement, and then when if you just went to her Instagram page where she posted it yesterday, and then you saw the four or five posts that were prior to it, it did not seem like it lent any credibility to what she was saying, and there were now in seeing this video and what happened. There, there were Victor Wembanyama did not turn around and laugh and point fingers. At no point was she almost knocked over. I feel that it was she was jostled. Is that a word? Like you know, the glasses were jostled because of the maybe the jolt of the arm. But I actually read someone on on Twitter that has a has a following that was like, "Hey, this doesn't uh, looking for anybody who's an expert in security guards, but uh, this doesn't look cool." And all, all, all the guy did was stick out his arm. Yeah. And his arm accidentally hit someone in the in, in the face because that person was running haphazardly at someone and glasses got knocked off and police are saying it was her own own arm that knocked it off. It's just I mean, this is this is exactly what we thought it was. And, and for anybody to make a bigger deal of, uh, out of this or saying the Spurs got to do better with security, I, I, I just I find that absurd. I find it ridiculous. I, I agree with everything you just said. I think anybody trying to find a defense for Brittany and the way she was trying to approach him. I mean, it, it really legitimately like, okay, again, I asked everybody to do this exercise yesterday. If you're looking at the video now or you will later or you've already watched it and you know what I'm talking about, just pretend it's not Britney Spears. Just pretend it's somebody, anybody, a guy or a girl. Because remember, all the security has their backs turned to Britney as well as she's making a mad dash. Like she's running behind him to go tap him on his back to stop him from where he's going so she could take Take a photo with him. Also, like, you know, just in general, like, let people go where they want to go. Like, the world doesn't revolve around you. The guy wants to go get a steak or something. Let him go into the restaurant. But anyways, any other person, this would be a story of crazed fan tries to grab at Victor Wembenyama and get shut down by security. It's not, you know person you know famous person with a real gripe here that's that's and the story goes away immediately like 
she she jogged up behind them and as she was reaching out her arm you can actually see it if you slow down the video the guy damian smith the head of spurs security he kind of he he definitely used the back of his arm to knock her hand up and out of the way from ever making contact with Victor Wembanyama, and her hand indeed slammed into her own face. Now, again, I'm sure she was embarrassed. She should be. I'm sure that this hurt. It looks like it did. I'm sure it may have even knocked her glasses off her head, but she didn't lose consciousness. She didn't lose her balance. It just stopped her dead in her tracks, and guess what? That's exactly what the security guard was hoping for so they could just continue shuttling him safely to the destination he was looking for. So well put. Do you think Victor Wembanyama will be taunted in opposing arenas with Britney Spears songs <laughs> yes. all season long? <laughs> yes. I think so too. Like I like looking back at it yesterday, honestly, in not it's not even just seeing the video. I think it's just you're you're thinking you're taking everything in. Like I felt bad for for Victor Wembanyama because this is how his NBA career starts. And now this is going to be something that I thought, okay, this could follow him for a while, depending on what happens from it. Now a day later, I'm like, this. it's going to be a blip in, in his career and in his history. There's, I don't think this is going to have any lasting effect. But- Unless it keeps happening. Like, like, all right. So, it's true. Britney Spears takes a dive for him outside of a steakhouse. Like, what happens if, like, you know, he's leaving Vegas and he decides to go for a drive and he stops at a red light and like Bill Clinton gives him the finger? You know, I mean, what happens if he's waiting in line at like an Arby's or something like that, and all of a sudden he gets kicked in the back of the leg and it's and it's like Tom Arnold? Like, you know, what happens if there's like tons of very relevant '90s people who are trying to come after Victor Wembanyama through the early days in this country. I mean, what a poor representation of who we are as America for this French superstar who's now in San Antonio. I, I, I feel for him. I feel for the guy. Oh, man, look out. I know Topanga's got a shoe collection that's going crazy on TikTok right now, but uh, stay away from Victor Wembenyama, if you will, if these 90s, this 90s craze is going to continue. Hit Rich up at Ornberger on Twitter. Are we over threads now already? Like, I'm not, I, have, I haven't even checked threads in a day. Everybody's back on Twitter. Uh, you, yes. know what, you know what people are doing? And, and I knew it was going to happen when I saw it because there were people trying to enforce like how you were supposed to thread. They're like, only GIFs, man. And I was like, well, there's no GIF library on this thing, or GIF, whatever you pronounce it. Um, and then there was somebody who said, like, threads is going to be like a happy community. And then I read some of the threads that were popping up on my homepage. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> What people are basically doing is anything they put on Twitter, they're just copying it and then pasting it over on threads. And I think that's what it's going to be. It's almost like, hey, this is my backup account just in case my Twitter gets destroyed at any point or if I get kicked off or the whole thing crumbles. If my Twitter gets destroyed, I will be the first one celebrating. I got to be honest, because then it's not my fault, <laughs> and I can just get off the stupid thing. Like, I mean, it, it, was, it is going to be a glorious day. I may have a party, so I will let you guys know <laughs> if it is, and I will invite you all over for a barbecue, because I honestly can't wait until that day. I also think it's what happened last week with the limitations. Remember, that oh, was a temporary yeah. – that was a day thing. Like, it lasted a day. Like, there's no way that I've seen less than 600 texts. And I was frozen out on July 1st or whatever it was, like many of us were. But it has not happened since. And there, I don't think there's been an announcement saying that 
they tried that and they're not going to let it work. I think they tried it for a day and then just let it go. But I've not been locked out since. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even, whatever it was, rate limit exceeded. I kept seeing on Twitter people complaining about this. It never happened to my account. Um, I don't know why, but it, it just didn't. And when I was thinking about it, I was like, what exactly is that? And so I talked to someone and they're like, basically, it's like they're going to limit how much certain people, how much content certain people can actually view. And I'm like, you know what? Might not be bad for most of America to have somebody play Big Brother and tell them, hey, maybe put down the Twitter for a little while. Yeah, we yeah. need to cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, when it happens enough. at a bar, everybody looks at each other and they're like, yeah, no, that guy was out of hand. He was completely hammered drunk. But when it happens on Twitter, everybody loses their minds and we all run to threads. If that's the case, the only thing that it was missing was there was no last call. So we had no idea when we only had 50 tweets to look at yet and we could not uh, stop or we could at least pick on what 50 we wanted to, to watch. It was the only thing that was missing last week. Uh, this all got started because I was about to tell you, get rich on Twitter at Ornberger, which I did. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Foxes. We are in for Cavino and Rich. Uh, coming up next, we stay in Las Vegas, and we'll actually talk about basketball, but now what's going to happen this weekend in the Summer League, something that's going to happen in December, and Rich Ornberger is not happy about it. We'll tell you about that next. It's Cavino and Rich here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I know it'll take you a minute to down that two-liter. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. It's super simple. First, download the DraftKings Pick 6 app. Then, pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat, like rebounds, points, assists, and more. Play Pick 6 from DraftKings, the new fantasy app that packs more fun into less time. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code CRSHOW, CRSHOW. New customers could play 5 bucks, get 50 in Pick 6 credits. That's code CRSHOW, CRSHOW, only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 first pick set to receive $50 in Pick 6 credits, which are non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only, expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Cavino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends, or show off the alma mater to your kids, spring is prime time in college towns. And if you're planning a trip, two words for you, graduate hotels. There's no better place to stay. You know we're fans. We were at the Nashville location, and it was sweet. Definitely recommend it. So listen, when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. And hey, if you're already looking ahead to college football season, you could book rooms at Graduate Hotel this fall as well. But we'll warn you, reservations for those big weekends fill up fast, so go there sooner than later. Head to graduatehotels.com. And again, 
up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed? Do you notice you're losing a little bit of hair? You're shedding a little bit? Well, if you're noticing a little less hair on your head and you're checking your hairline all the time, you got to check out Nutrafol. When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play, and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted whole-body approach. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code CRSHOW. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code CRSHOW. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code CRSHOW. Cavino and Rich on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Dan Byer. That's Rich Orenberger, NFL vet. You can hear Rich uh, weekday mornings, 760 in San Diego. And then weekends right here on Fox Sports Radio, teaming up with Brian No and Jared Smith, Saturday mornings, 9 Eastern, and Sunday afternoons, 1 o'clock Eastern time. That's 10 o'clock in the morning on the West Coast. Uh, right after Mike Harmon and I get together on Sunday mornings. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's a tough act to follow, but we try every single Sunday. Um, I'll see you up there. I don't know if you guys are broadcasting from the location at the studios, but I'll see you up there this Sunday. Looking forward right. to the drive up uh, to L.A. It's, it's always fun. The traffic is, is always quite relenting. So, it's very relaxing in the car driving through L.A. Here's here's here's. here's <laughs> Here's my question as you make that soothing, gentle drive with great <laughs> scenery, especially when you cross that Orange County, L.A., you know, county line. Mm. Just just vistas of beauty the whole entire way. Yeah. Um, Awe-inspiring. Uh, so you look, let's fast forward. You and Steve Hartman, early December. Yeah. You're like, we could talk about week 13 in the NFL. I know it's a Sunday. But the midseason tournament is in the final four of the NBA. Um, obviously, I'm being facetious. You are not a fan of the NBA adding a midseason tournament. Yeah, I, I'm not. And I'm going – I'm well, first and foremost, our headline that day is probably going to be uh, Corey from Boy Meets World has <laughs> tackled Victor Wembenyama during the group play round <laughs> – in uh in Vegas because actually the I actually I don't think the whole tournament's going to be played in Vegas just the final four in the championship yeah. game, but uh but yeah a lot of action in the NBA in Vegas which I do feel like I I think this is going to be one of the final years with um with the NBA at thirty teams I do think expansion is coming soon I think that Vegas is one hundred percent a target. Uh, and I don't know which other cities potentially will emerge as, as viable options. There are other many, many other cities that want NBA teams, but I digress. This tournament, though, is not something I'm looking forward to. I don't think it solves anything. I, I, in mm-hmm. fact, I, it, may, it, may, it may actually be one of those things that they do, and then they realize that they have to take it away. Like, you remember when the NFL changed the pass interference rule after that NFC championship game between the Saints and the Rams for the no call on the P.I.? Um, yep. Yeah, the Saints player 
obviously was contacted. The Rams player did not get called for pass interference. And now the next year, the NFL made it a reviewable foul, which never – I think over the course of the next season, not a single pass interference was reversed. It wasted a whole bunch of time. Everybody hated it. And then in a year, they just took it away. They just said, you know what? Now we're going back to normal. You can't review pass interference anymore. Uh, And that's that. Moving on. I think that's what's going to happen here because I really don't see how this is going to – like how do you incentivize anybody to play in this tournament? Like, 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 what, what is going to change NBA superstars' minds about these games? I, I, that's the thing that I still can't wrap my head around. And maybe there's more information that we're waiting to hear this weekend, but it just doesn't make sense, Dan. Like, there's going to be load management, and there's going to be guys who are quote unquote hurt who can't play in the tournament, and it's going to end up being a bunch of the young pups battling it out and maybe playing a little bit harder than than you would normally see them play. So I guess that's good. But then result is what you you know you win you win the championship in the midseason tournament. What what do you get for winning the tournament? I still don't have that answer. Uh, you get mocked by others, like the Colts hung their AFC title game participant banner that one year when they lost to the Patriots. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Like when you, if you win this, and then you, you know, just go out in flames in the first round of the NBA playoffs, that title that you won in December is going to be completely mocked. And, and that's how I that's the lasting thing that I think of. If you're the like, if you're the Clippers and you win the midseason tournament, let's just say they win. And the Lakers are going, nice little championship you got there. Uh, you've never won anything in your you know entire history of a franchise, but hey, take that nice little one. It's like I would rather lose fifty-one to nothing than fifty-one to three. Like like the threes, I'd rather just be you know completely goose egged, shut out. I don't need to put points on the board, and that's what I feel like the midseason tournament is. And to your point about the incentives, Draymond Green had even said when this whole idea was being talked about, it was supposed to be like a million dollars, you know, a bonus for the uh, you know for the winners, and now it's down to like five hundred thousand dollars if you end up winning this this tournament. So even the financial aspect of that is is not very much. I I, I guess it could take say take a team like Oklahoma City that we just think is maybe on the rise. Maybe they win it and they're like, okay, they get some momentum and maybe maybe it helps them in the spring and winning a playoff series, but yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. And if Vegas does get a team, is there a lure in playing this Final Four in Vegas? I I don't know. Yeah, I I, I mean, maybe. I, the truth is, the truth is that news. If that news say broke around the same time, that news would dwarf the news of the uh, champion in the first midseason tournament, <laughs> especially because of what we're talking about. Like you said. I mean, I'm not saying $500,000 is a small amount of money. I understand that it'll take many of our listeners years, years and years and years to reach that that that. I mean, mo- that's more than most people's houses cost. Mm-hmm. And and I'm talking about near major coastal cities. Like that's a ton of dough. But when you put it in perspective of NBA players who have been paid in certain cases tens of millions of dollars over the course of their career on an annual basis, $500,000 is something, and and I'm I'm not trying to be crass here. But that they could blow over a weekend in Vegas at the craps tables and at the clubs. 
like it's it's a real thing. Like like there there are guys who party that hard. So I I don't I don't really see how that's going to change or make better what's been the problem in the regular season that the highest paid biggest superstars in your league need to start being a little bit more um, competitive during your regular season because they're not going to compete for $500,000. They're not. They're just not going to do it. Draymond Green won't even do it. So that means Steph Curry doesn't care. That means Klay Thompson doesn't care. It means that LeBron and Anthony Davis don't care. It means that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard don't care. Kawhi definitely doesn't care. Kawhi, I mean, that guy barely plays regular season basketball altogether. I, I, I mean, it's just... The, the stars, who Jimmy Butler, go down the list. These stars, especially the ones who are aging, who have been at it for a little while, they can see right through this. They know that the NBA and its owners, they don't have any leverage here uh, unless they wanted to throw some huge dollar amounts at them, and they don't want to do that. So this, this tournament, I think it's going to be a one and done. I think it's probably going to feel a little bit – Bush League, and it's going to feel a little bit like a, like an ill-put-together all-star game weekend, and then I think it goes away, because I don't think they're going to want to spend the money if it's not helping them at all. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. We are in for Cavino and Rich, Adam Kaplan, Inside the Birds podcast, our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider joining us here. Hello, Adam. Good to talk to you. I know you know a little uh, thing or two about tennis, Wimbledon going on right now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, my, my guy Stan Wawrinka, unfortunately, and I knew this would happen. Um, once, in his, once in his career, he was really, really good, one of the top players in the world. But in his late 30s, had a lot of injuries, and he's doing the best that he can. But best backhand in tennis is Stan the Man, though he is the uh, the other Swiss, right? You know, I mean, not only are you playing yep. in the shadow of you know the big <laughs> yeah. three, yeah. you got Roger Federer yeah, there, so um, right, who is retired, correct? Yes, yes. Hey, I know a little too, a little bit about the old racket, uh, Adam. Uh, I took tennis lessons when I was uh, like eight years old. So, no, I do get into Wimbledon. I really do. Let's get into the NFL, though. Why is Dalvin Cook still uh, looking for a home? What is the holdup in the free agent running back and finding a new landing spot? It's no shortage of interest. He just has not gotten the money that he wants. Uh, I've told people this. Once he was released, it's going to be hard for him to get more than Miles Sanders got. Miles Sanders, who signed a a four-year deal with the Panthers, for $25 million, $6.25 million per season. Uh, he's not going to get uh, – I mean, if he gets that deal, that's the best he's going to get. That, that, should be, that should be the line of demarcation for this deal. Uh, he, he doesn't have that yet. Now, what he'd like to get, and it's certainly not going to happen, but maybe with incentives, if he plays a great, has a great season, he can get it. He was set to make $10.4 million in, in, in cash and – uh, per game roster bonuses, I believe, with with the uh, with the Vikings, and hit a workout bonus. So, uh, the key here, if you're Dalvin Cook, is try to get as close as you can to Sanders' deal and try to get some upside. Because it, again, he, he's just not going to get that kind of contract. Now, Dalvin Cook is Dan is 28 years old. Very, very soon. Uh, give him credit for the first time in his career, he played a 17 game season. Yet, he had, he had a major shoulder injury. He had he had shoulder surgery. Uh, he should be good uh, by the start, if not very uh, quickly after training camp starts to start start practicing. But the fact of the matter is, at 28 years old, teams just don't know 
how much longer he could play. Probably two really good years in him, and that's kind of structure, by the way. That if he gets if he gets multiple years, whoever signs him, which I still I have said for the Dolphins, I still think the Dolphins have, or have to be the favorite. The kind of deal he's going to get is if the team wants to to sign him for more than a year, it won't be for more. It won't be for more than a situation where they they got to be able to get out of the deal after two years. Yeah, you know what? If it's what is it, July seventh? Do I have the date yeah. correct? I mean, if correct. if he and DeAndre Hopkins were already signed by this date, I wouldn't be shocked. The fact that they're not signed, I'm not shocked. I, I mean. Where's the urgency? You know, where's the leverage exactly? To me, it's just one of those dead periods in the NFL where rosters are basically set heading into training camp. And so unless somebody has an overwhelming desire or need to kick the tires on an aging receiver who's great, uh, you know, when he's healthy and he's available, or an aging running back who no question is great uh, when he's healthy and available, uh, well, then I I think we're going to wait until – Probably an injury, right, to see both of these guys sign. Although I will say this, Adam, this is the first time I've heard uh, DeAndre Hopkins' character start to get thrown into the conversation. There have been some whispers that there are certain front offices that may be balking on DeAndre Hopkins because they're worried about character concerns. Have you heard that from any front office types or general managers? No, no, not at all. It's strictly because he's 31 years old. He's been hurt the last two seasons. You know about his suspension. You know, what is he at this time of his career? Now, he's a supreme possession receiver, but he's not a downfield passing threat. And, but the guy, if you're, if you're a team like the Patriots, okay, for instance, who he visited, who clearly have enough interest, you know Rich, you, you know Bill Belichick, you played for him. When Bill likes a player, whether it's Chad Johnson or Randy Moss, you can go through the receivers, uh, the veterans that he signed over the years. He makes it clear when the guys are there that, that if they visit, in this case he did, that he wants that player because I do believe they're going to be a little different on offense this year. They're going to spread it out. And by the way, Bill O'Brien's a pretty good play caller. I think they're going to go with what we call more 11 personnel, more three receivers, one tight end. Now they trade John Smith. And to do that, you, you got to have better football players at that position. And let's face it, now I, I know that they had a different play caller last year. He's now in, in Philly and in, in Matt Patricia. Because you really couldn't, it was hard to judge that that offense last year. Because Patricia really was not should not have gotten that job. Now you get Bill O'Brien here, a real play caller. Things are going to move forward here, and to do that, they know they have to upgrade at wide receiver. Adam Kaplan joining us, our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider. He's Rich Ornberger, the NFL vet. I'm Dan Beyer, in for Cavino and Rich. He's live from the TireRack.com studios. Laramie Tunsil was on Pat McAfee uh, earlier today and talked about this culture change, this attitude change in Houston. I feel like we've talked about the other 31 teams in the NFL for the last two years, and because Houston's been just such a dumpster fire, we never really even talk about them. Uh, is there something building under first-year coach D'Amico Ryans? What have you heard? C.J. Stroud, yeah. the second overall pick. We know they traded up to get Will Anderson as well at number three. Um, what's kind of the vibe that you're getting from the Texans in Ryan's first year? Yeah, it's actually pretty good. So D'Amico Ryan, super high character, very smart guy, was a terrific football player, has been one of the top assistants, did a great job. I know uh, someone of the Niners called him a savant. He's that smart, like he sees it before it happens. But the thing with these guys who come from the defensive side of the football, I don't worry about the defense, it's the offense, because sometimes these guys just don't have a feel for offense. We have to see, you mentioned C.J. Stroud. We have to see how this comes along here. They brought in Robert Woods, who the Titans of all teams cut. Robert Woods was a guy who, who 
the they acquired the Titans did from the Rams. If Stenberg did anything, he was coming back from a 20 ACL, so they cut him. The Texans gave him a great contract. They got John Mechie coming back from from uh, his illness. He's he's not played for them yet. I know they're excited about their receiver core. The good thing is they're relatively young. Uh, other than Robert Woods, Dan, but you know overall they're in a rebuild. They won't call it a rebuild, but people around the league looking at it a rebuild. But he, I think Tunsil is right in t- terms of high character. You got a high character head coach, pretty really talented guy. Stroud's a high character guy. The vibe is better. Look, it, it, it did. We all know it, it ended terribly for when Bill O'Brien was there. Bill was given too much responsibility, uh, and, and we know they went through two other coaches after Bill left. That didn't yeah. work well. But now they have more stability. And remember, D'Amico Ryan's was drafted uh, by the Texans. Yep. Yeah. Yep, and uh, and played a whole lot of great football for them as well. Yep. How about how about that a Texans question I threw out on a Friday? I know. I was, yeah. you know? Actually, how about this? I'll, I'll throw you another curveball because I've been pondering sure. this for a little bit. Um, right. With Aaron Rodgers leaving the NFC North and the fact that Detroit Lions have – uh, they've drawn the the short straw or, or long straw, I guess you could look at it on both sides of this looking glass, in terms of playing the Chiefs on Thursday night for the NFL opener this upcoming season. I I, I personally feel like this is a win-win situation for the Lions. I, I don't see them getting their doors completely blown off by the Chiefs, and that can be that can be just fine. And, and to have a, a national game to start their season, I think, is exciting for, for that team anyways. And then as, besides the point, like I, I'm not going to say they're going to win, but I think they can be competitive with any team in the NFL. I was very impressed with how Jared Goff played, how Dan Campbell has panned out as a coach, the way that they're building this roster. The defense needed a serious upgrade. I think they tried to address that in the draft, although you know the first round using that pick on a running back was interesting. I don't know. I mean, yeah. overall, though, I, I'm, I'm pretty high on the Detroit Lions and their chances coming out of that division. What are your thoughts on the Lions? Yeah, Rich, actually, they're my breakout team. In fact, they got really gypped. They really should have made the playoffs. If you remember week 18 last year, they they beat the Packers in Green Bay on a Sunday night. But earlier in the day, the Seahawks lucked in a win where several bad calls went against the Rams. Just the refs did not do a very good job. It, had the Rams won that game, it would have been the Lions in and the Seahawks out. And, yeah, look, they, they've had a good offseason. Now, let's get to the draft. Jack Campbell, an off-the-ball linebacker in the first round, he's the best – Non-pass rushing linebacker for this, this draft. He's terrific, but the, it's the value. And you mentioned Jameer Gibbs, who's super explosive. You typically don't draft running backs in the first round anymore unless they're a bell cow guy uh, like B. John Robinson, who the, the Falcons drafted. So I, I would agree with you. That was a little questionable. But here's but they believe these guys will make an impact. Time Cam Sutton away from the Steelers, who were start at corner, and they were bad at corner last season. They feel good. They, they got C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who probably would have led the the NFL in interceptions last season had he not gotten hurt. So yeah, look, they've they've made a lot of upgrades. They've dressed their defense, which was not good last season. Uh, they they stopped blitzing as much in the second half. Uh, Aaron Glenn made a big adjustment coming out of their bye. I'm told last year. Uh, they I like them. Yeah. The, the the only thing that I would say, and I'm I'm definitely picking them. Is what if Jordan Love is better than we think? That's the thing I, I think people are not talking about enough. Where the odds makers are just assuming Jordan Love won't be very good. Well, I don't know about that. I, I this is he's this is his fourth year in that system. I know he barely played, but we'll see. He's Adam Kaplan, our FSR NFL insider. Catch him on the Inside the Birds podcast. Thanks, Adam. Have a great weekend. Thanks, guys.
He's Rich Ornberger. I'm Dan Beyer. Today's show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. At what lengths, maybe not Britney Spears' lengths, but at what lengths would you take to go see Victor Wembenyama? You'll be surprised at what some have done. That's next on Covino and Rich on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Covino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends, or show off the alma mater to your kids, spring is prime time in college towns. And if you're planning a trip, two words for you, graduate hotels. There's no better place to stay. You know we're fans. We were at the Nashville location, and it was sweet. Definitely recommend it. So listen, when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. And hey, if you're already looking ahead to college football season, you could book rooms at Graduate Hotel this fall as well. But we'll warn you, reservations for those big weekends fill up fast, so go there sooner than later. Head to graduatehotels.com. And again, up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. We got some news from college football. We got some actual news from college football. And it's not great news. And and I am curious what is in your mind, Rich Ornberger, and uh, pun is intended, not intended to make a, a joke here, but some of the details a little hazy on what has gone on within the Northwestern football program. But a suspension was handed down to head coach Pat Fitzgerald, who's been suspended for two weeks after an inquiry started in January about hazing allegations at a training camp that they held uh, just across the border in Kenosha, Wisconsin. They did it a few years ago. And, and investigation into the matter over the last five or six months or so 
ended up resulting in a two-week suspension for Pat Fitzgerald. We don't have the the details, the allegations that went down, but apparently there were some wrongdoing and enough that Northwestern felt that they needed to hand down a punishment to the head coach. And there wasn't uh, sufficient evidence that the coaches knew about the conduct, but still these alleged incidents apparently occurred in the team locker room um, and were started at the training camp and maybe happened at other points as well. But hazing back into the focus of the conversation uh, just because of this penalty handed down, handed down today, Rich. And I, I can't say that I'm I'm familiar. I never played college football like you did, never played it uh, in the professional ranks. Uh, there really wasn't anything in college except maybe from a you know freshman, sophomore sort of thing where they got to do the grunt work. But I can't say that I have any experience in hazing. I have opinions about it. Uh, what are your experiences with, with situations like this or situations that may have occurred at Northwestern? Yeah, you know, I look, hazing is like alcohol. I think that a little bit can be something that, that loosens people up and maybe helps them bond on a team, uh, just like alcohol, kind of the social lubricant. You know, maybe overdoing it sometimes can be fun, but there are dangers involved. And there's no question if, if you do too much or if you go too hard, even one time, you could you could be in big trouble. Like things can go real sideways real fast. So I think it's a very apt comparison. Like to me, hazing – I mean, look, alcohol is a poison, right? Like, I, I mean, I, it, let's not kid ourselves. I mean, it's you're poisoning your body when you drink alcohol. You're you're taking a foreign substance. It's it has you have a, a psychoactive uh, reaction to it. It changes your mental state. Your body has to process the poison over the course of an hour or hours, depending on how much you've drank, and uh, and then you return to your normal state. But it is poison. It is poison, and and that poison, uh, like I said, it a little bit of it could be fun, but but you don't want to overdo it. And and hazing to me, it can it, it can be the same way. It is poison. Uh, you're playing with fire, but if you use it appropriately, if it's if it's deployed in an in a mature way. Well, then I think it actually could be a good thing for a football team, for a basketball team, for for the culture of a program. Like, I'll give you examples when hazing hasn't gone too far. When every team I've I've been a part of, they've made the rookies perform in front of the rest of the team or the the freshmen. Right. You know, you go down there in front of the team, you tell everybody where you're from. They immediately start making fun of you. You maybe have to sing a song. Maybe you have to grab a couple of partners, some other rookies or underclassmen players and do a skit. You know, you just have to find a way to entertain everybody for two or three minutes. And then you can back, get back in your chair and then realize whatever humiliation or embarrassment you are feeling, everybody has felt in that room at one time or another because they were asked to do it too. And you move on with your life. But you know what? There is an entertainment value there for everybody there. And there is a team bonding aspect. It's like earning your stripes. So I, I don't think I don't think it's all bad. Now, have I seen hazing cross the line where it's turned into bullying, where it's turned into like a situation where coaches needed to get involved and threats were made? 
Yeah, and that's not a good thing. So, I, look, there's a line. It's hazy. It's different for everyone, for every team. But there's definitely a line, and, and it's, it's, it's unfortunately easy to cross. Yeah, the, you know, the NFL stuff that we see on a hard knocks that you talk about, of guys you know, getting in front of that crowd that you mentioned, is stuff where not only are coaches there, cameras are there. Like, we, you film that sort of thing. It is a, it is a, as you said, two to three minute experience that everybody has experienced that, that was a player in, in the league. I, I think, you know, the, the issue comes when the cameras aren't there and the coaches aren't there and it, and I'm not absolving Pat Fitzgerald's role in it because I don't know the details. Uh, the investigation said that, you know, the coaches didn't know and no evidence showed that they they did know but still there was a penalty handed out because of what was going on within their program but it's the i i get like the carrying the shoulder pad stuff right you know like uh, uh, at the training camp the, the, you know the rookies have to do that sort of thing i understand the singing stuff i think it's the the humiliation of certain things that are you know that are dangerous and I don't know. I don't know how you stop that except with good leaders. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Like if you've got some bad apples as as say senior leadership with that team, um, maybe that that is a coach sort of speak. You know, coach sort of thing. But I, I guess my my main point is is the tricky thing for me is I feel that there's a trickle down effect that. You go one step further, like if you start at one point and then maybe the next class is like, oh, they did that to the freshman last year. This is what when, when I'm a senior, this is what we're going to do. And then all of a sudden it ends up getting out of hand. Yeah. Um, like I, I don't mind the singing. I don't mind the shoulder pad stuff. But anything other than that, I just I, I have a difficult time finding an excuse for even if it's even if it's running into Lake Michigan naked, you know, or something like that. Because guess what? The next year, then it's another step further and then it's another step further. That's the stuff and I'm and I'm not a player, so maybe I don't have that perspective, but that's the stuff where I think this stuff can like, you know, really get out of hand. Well, I, I remember during my time in the league there was a there was a point where a player went looking for his car keys, couldn't find him, couldn't find him, couldn't find him, and then somebody finally tipped them off that their car keys were in a freezer. And they were like, oh, that's a crummy place. Yeah, but that's the last place I would look. Okay, you know, it took him like an hour searching around the building. But the problem is when he got to the freezer, he realized that they were in a Gatorade cup that was filled with urine. So, like, that to me is, okay, if the car keys were in the freezer, that's one thing, right? Yeah, it's a pain in the neck. It's a little... I don't know, bullying, you know, it's kind of yeah. less hazing, more bullying. It's it's sort of it's sort of on that line. But when when you start adding things like that, then then it starts to feel like it crosses a line. You know, there's there there was a time where the entire contents, including wallet, maybe even cell phone, I, I don't remember exactly, of of a couple of underclassmen's uh, lockers were taken and thrown into the cold tub. So you had you had these guys who were like diving underneath the water in the in a four foot, you know, in a four foot cold pool that was hovering somewhere around, you know, 38 degrees Fahrenheit 
to retrieve all of their personal items, you know, their mm-hmm. their shoes, their sneakers, their cleats. You know, they had to play in wet cleats that day at practice because they're all, you know, submerged underwater. Like that to me, you're starting to get into that personal space where this isn't this isn't the same humiliation that everybody has experienced. Like it's becoming a little too specific. It's becoming a little too personal. It's becoming a little too it, it's crossing that line from hazing into bullying. I do think, though, there is room for it. Like, I, I don't think all hazing is bad hazing. I don't think that I, – I, I think especially when we're talking about, you know, a, a very physically violent game like football and or, or even like, you know, I don't want to make the comparison to the military because there is no comparison. The stakes are much lower playing a sport than what mil- mm-hmm. people in the military are training for. But like but even hazing in the military that you hear about, like there is a camaraderie that comes from it. There is a little bit of like, yeah, you know what? I remember when I was a young guy, it stunk. I got through it. It made me closer with my unit. The guys that I was going through it with, I mean, shoot, they do this at sororities and fraternities and you only hear about the bad stories, but you, but you kind of, you don't hear about all the stories about how those pledge classes became extremely close. And maybe as a result of that, they became, that's a strong network that they can all rely on moving on through college, their experience together, or being best men or maid of honors at each other's weddings and things like that. Those are bonds that can be forged for life. And I'm not saying it's the only way to get there, but it is a way to get there. Hazing sucks, but the results sometimes can be good. Yeah, gosh. I I get the whole like connect like we went through this together. I just I just I I just don't love when a precedent is set. Like yeah. when you talked about the keys thing like you know and then left out the you know what you know where the keys were what was in the the Gatorade bottle I'm like okay I thought I thought maybe something happened to like the the key fob because it was frozen or something. I I understand like I don't look at like a $15,000 meal that you know maybe veterans would would rack up on a rookie's bill of being hazing. It's just a really crappy thing to do. You know the, you know to to someone if it's 5,000 if it's you know 7,000 you know it's a one night thing, it's a one time you know deal. I, I don't have as much of a problem with that, and I don't think that it adds on the next year. Like, oh, let's add, let's make it higher for this. I, I think it's just kind of crappy if you were, you know, if the guy needed the money for something or whatever, or or maybe it wasn't a mega contract. It's the stuff where I just, you know, I, I, I use just the example of, of running into, you know, Lake Michigan, and I use it because we're talking about Northwestern. I don't know if that was an allegation or not, but I'm like, man, what was going on? What were the things that they were doing? And it's just the one step leads to another sort of thing, and that's where, like, I, I just there, – there's got to be a no-tolerance policy. I get all the things that you make freshmen do when they come in or you make rookies do that uh, could aid – the veterans or aid the upperclassmen if it is college football, but you know, just some of the physical stuff, I just don't, you know, that, that are for, you know, fraternity type of hazing. I just, I don't think there's any place for it in sports. I, I will. I look, I'm, I'm, it, it's so interesting because I used to feel like you, honestly, when I was playing, I was like, hazing is stupid. There's no reason for any of this. Like I never had a rookie hold my pads. Um, don't get me wrong. Like, 
I enjoyed the spoils of some of the hazing, but these institutions were in place. Like, there was nothing I could do to stop the momentum of having rookies get up and perform in front of the team. You know, there was nothing I could do. There was nothing I could do to stop the momentum of young players in the NFL paying for a team meal or, you know, for their own position group. So, yeah, look, you're just sort of moving on through the process and you're experiencing these institutions and sometimes really enjoying them because occasionally a rookie would get in front of the room and bring the house down because they could sing Ray Charles like nothing you've ever heard before. Yeah. Or, or, you know, you'd go out and you'd have an amazing steak dinner with your whole team and maybe sit there and talk to somebody that you didn't have a prior relationship with on your team and then become great friends with them. And it was just because they threw the rookie dinner that night and you happen to sit next to this, this teammate of yours that you wouldn't have connected with otherwise. Like, there are benefits to all of it. Now, yeah, like you said, when precedents are set – a lot of negativity could potentially come from it, but the best way I could describe it to anybody who's never been through like a hazing experience, you know, you know, from an outsider's perspective, the way I'll describe it, if you try to change it all at once and you say, all right, from this point, moving forward, zero tolerance, we're not doing that anymore. Well, it's like, it's like if you were on a two hour line at Disneyland and all of a sudden there's just a, a herd of people jumping on the ride in front of you. And you're like, whoa, 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 where are these people coming from? Why are they getting on the ride? And they, they say, oh, no, they changed the policy. Uh, it turns out you don't got to wait on the line at all. You just you just come on and get on the ride whenever you, – you would be pissed. You would be like, well, I've been waiting all this time. Like, tell them to get their asses behind us in line. Like, what are we doing here? Like, it sort of feels like you you had to go through it so everybody should have to. It's – um. You know, the argument over student loan debt. You know, there's people in this country who are super supportive of it, and there are people who are like, wait a second, if I paid my way, why should all of these people have their debt forgiven, right? You know, it's like, it's Mm -hmm. that kind of feeling. It's like, if I've earned my stripes, why all of a sudden can't this next group earn theirs? And so I don't know how, I mean... Again, I don't know how you would slow down the process of phasing. I don't know how you would phase it out. I think if you're going to make a change, I think you're, you're probably right. If you're going to make the change, you probably have to go to a zero tolerance policy. But I, I don't, I don't know, I, I don't know what that does to a culture. Then you might have some resentment amongst the the players who actually had to go through it. Well, I guess you know, and I. I'm I'm trying to look at this from like so many different perspectives. I'm like, what about if you have that leader, like that guy who's the, who's the man in the locker room who says, "All right, this stops." Uh, maybe something like that. Can I, I? I don't know. I don't have the answers. And I can see your point of if you're a, if you're a you know junior or a sophomore, and you know new freshman class is coming in after what you just experienced the last year or two, you are going to be frustrated that that shouldn't be the reason why it continues but i can understand what you're saying in terms of the reaction of what what they might have um i guess my final thing is just to put it because it is the two-week suspension that pat fitzgerald got is there anything that coaches can do is there is there if they didn't know about this uh, should they be punished I guess it starts at the top. So if you're the you're the guy, it's your program. But yeah. is there anything that they can do in these situations? Well, I, look, I mean, there there it is your responsibility to have tabs on what your players are up to. Your players are obviously a representation of the university. 
your your actions governing those players is a representation of the university. So somebody somebody essentially has to be held responsible. And in situations like this, when it's institutional, you know, when it's a cultural thing, it is the coach's fault or the blame will land on the coach. Now, how much awareness he had of it or his coaches had of the culture of hazing in, at Northwestern, it's it's debatable. I don't know. And we may never know the exact answer to that question. How far it all went, maybe we'll never even know that. But what I can tell you is if um, if something needs to change, a coach has the power to change it. But again, it's, a, it's, it's not always the best thing to do. I played for one coach. Uh, for one coach in my entire career who had an anti-hazing policy and that was an awful season like we we stunk now i we got unlucky there were a lot of injuries there's other excuses that you could make but the policy changed you know and and it happened all at once and nobody really cared that much it was at the nfl level and so People were were kind of like, yeah. I mean, it it just sort of felt like the fun police came in. It's your, it's your you know, it just it just sort of felt like it's like, oh my, like, yeah, we get it. Like, you know, some sometimes rookies can be sensitive and all that, but like, what what are we really doing here? I mean, we don't, we're not, we're nobody is a bully for the most part. Like, there aren't there aren't that many people who take it too far. So who's really getting hurt? But whatever okay and i think the rule was okay we'll make you sing like you're gonna you're gonna sing in front of the group but that's the only thing you're gonna do other than that we're not gonna do any of the hazing stuff so i i have seen it in the past where a coach will put his foot down or draw a hard line so it is possible to do but then you have to think about what happens to the culture on the other side of all that any college baseball fans out there if you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay two words for you graduate hotels We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns. And get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 